Recently I published a video, Why Pathogens Don't Exist, and analysed a paper published in the New Zealand Veterinary Journal in 1994. The paper was sent to one of my colleagues, Michael S, when he made Official Information Act requests to several institutions for quote, all studies and or reports in the possession, custody or control that uses purified bacterium Mycobacterium bovis to prove causation of the alleged tuberculosis disease in animals. I demonstrated how this paper both failed to follow the scientific method and did not have the appropriate experimental design to show that Mycobacteria cause tuberculosis. But there's more to the story because the New Zealand Ministry of Health decided to go out on a limb and give its own opinions on the cause of TB in humans, the relevance of Cox postulates, and for some reason threw in some virology as well. In 2021, our colleague Michael S made a straightforward request to various institutions in New Zealand asking for all studies and reports in your possession, custody or control that uses purified bacterium Mycobacterium tuberculosis to prove causation of the alleged tuberculosis disease. Please note that I am not requesting studies reports where researchers fail to use valid controls, satisfy all four Cox postulates. I have provided all four Cox postulates as a reference. I am not seeking any records disputing Cox postulates, nor any records that attempt to justify the alleged tuberculosis disease using unscientific methods. I am only seeking records that prove causation using valid scientific methods, including valid control groups. He sent this request to New Zealand's Institute of Environmental Science and Research, the Ministry of Health, and the Ministry for Primary Industries, or MPI. He also made a similar request concerning M. Bovis, with the MPI referring the matter to the so-called Operational Solutions for Primary Industries, or OSPRI. In my video, Why Pathogens Don't Exist, I dissected the published material that OSPRI thought provided the key evidence. But when it came to the funniest response provided, that prize certainly went to the Ministry of Health who stated, your request is refused under section 18G of the Act, as the information requested is not held by the Ministry, and the person dealing with the request has no grounds for believing that the information is held by another organisation. However, you may be interested to know, Robert Koch received the Nobel Prize in 1905 for demonstrating that M. tuberculosis causes tuberculosis in 1882. Archives New Zealand may hold earlier records about tuberculosis. Applying Cox postulates as originally formulated is now out of date, particularly for viruses. M. tuberculosis is a bacterium. Information about Cox postulates can be found at and provides two website URLs that we will get to soon. Obviously, a person or several people at the Ministry of Magic wrote this crazy response but we can't identify who, as it was simply signed off as OIA Services Team. 
You'll note that Michael requested scientific evidence with regard to the cause of TB. He did not request their opinions about the relevance of Cox postulates or historical notes about Nobel Prizes or high school lessons about what bacteria are. And he certainly made no inquiries about viruses. This is ridiculous. You can say that again. At least they admitted at the start that they don't hold the required information and they don't believe that anyone else holds the information either. We concur that during our extensive research into tuberculosis and Cox postulates, we could not find a scientifically controlled study that demonstrated that mycobacterium tuberculosis caused TB. However, the ministry then decided to infer that Robert Cox 1905 Nobel Prize is worth citing as evidence that the bacteria are pathogenic. If we look up the official Nobel archives, they state that the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine 1905 was awarded to Robert Cox for his investigations and discoveries in relation to tuberculosis. That is fairly generic, and they have avoided claiming that mycobacteria causes TB. So we go to the 1905 ceremony speech given by Professor the Count K.A.H. Muner. In this speech he stated, Koch made his first communication concerning his research on tuberculosis in a lecture given on March 24, 1882 to the Physiological Society of Berlin. This lecture covers scarcely two pages of print, yet in it are given the proofs of the discovery of the tubercle bacillus and the description of its chief characteristics. Now Mark and I have read and analysed his full 1882 paper which translates to the etiology of tuberculosis. The problem is that it doesn't show mycobacteria is the cause of TB. We would agree that he described various observations about sick animals and associated bacteria but he did not demonstrate that they were pathogenic and could make healthy animals sick. For example, he stated that, I had a not insignificant number of animals at my disposal, which had been vaccinated with the most varied of infected animals' tubercular substances, namely with grey and cast tubercles from human lungs, with sputum from phthisis, with tubercle masses from spontaneous diseased monkeys, rabbits and guinea pigs, with masses of both calcified and cheesy pearl-addicted beef lungs, and finally too, by further vaccination of the tubercular affections thus obtained. That's not a demonstration of bacteria being the cause of disease, as they have not been tested as an independent variable. Koch was injecting the diseased tissue of sick and dying animals into other animals and making some of them sick. And it is not a suitable methodology for demonstrating contagion, as TB is alleged to spread between humans or animals through inhalation and ingestion. If we go back to the 1905 Nobel Prize ceremony speech, it continued... Experience at that time concerning the transmission of tuberculosis from cattle to humans gave Koch cause to consider bovine tuberculosis as being of only quite secondary importance in the development of human tuberculosis, whereas in this respect he strongly emphasised and stressed the spread of tuberculosis between humans. Sure, one can emphasise and stress something, but Koch provided no evidence that TB was a contagious disease. There is no experiment that shows mycobacteria jumping from a sick animal or human to healthy ones and making them sick. Mycobacteria are already found everywhere, but do not cause disease. 
It is only if the terrain changes through tissue being devitalized that the bacteria will proliferate as they break down the tissue. I provided further comments on Cox work and Cox postulates, germ school dropout. In summary, it's a fail from the Ministry of Health. Koch did not show that M. tuberculosis caused TB in 1882, as they claimed. They have bought into folklore rather than scientific evidence, and their slip-up is out in the open. Okay, you've got three seconds to switch off that beam. On to the ministry's next claim, that applying Koch's postulates as originally formulated is now out of date, particularly for viruses. Now, I can only assume that they are getting twitchy here as they have been hit with questions about the existence of viruses as well in recent years. Whatever the reason, it is disingenuous to bring up viruses in a discussion about mycobacteria and the cause of TB. Another smokescreen from the Ministry of Magic. The Ministry then stated that information about Cox postulates can be found at and provided a link to Virology blog and a 2010 article written by Vincent Racaniello. Now Professor Racaniello can always be relied upon to unintentionally expose virological pseudoscience, despite his earnest presentations. His quotes have featured in HIV, a virus like no other, a farewell to virology, and some of my other videos, including the truth about virus isolation. After listing Cox postulates, Racaniello stated, Koch applied these criteria to show that anthrax, a common disease of cattle, was caused by the bacterium bacillus anthracis, and that tuberculosis in humans was caused by a different bacterial species. His postulates provided a framework for proving the role of microbes in disease. But did the professor actually read Koch's publications? In which part did Koch demonstrate that these bacteria are the causative factor in disease? He goes on to state, despite the importance of Cox postulates in the development of microbiology, they have severe limitations, which even Koch realised. For example, he believed that cholera and leprosy were caused by microbes, but could not fulfil all four postulates. The problem for them is that no microbe has ever been shown to fulfil all four postulates. It is only to the uninitiated that the germ theorists appeared to achieve this result through experimental designs that lack valid controls and or fail to replicate natural exposure routes. Cox postulates failed, but not because the postulate structure was scientifically or logically deficient, but because when germ theory was tested, the fatal flaws were instantly apparent. In fact, in scientific terms, it is a refuted hypothesis, not even a theory. Racaniello then gets into a discussion about why Cox postulates is not suitable for viruses, but being a virologist misses the foundational issue. In order to be tested through the postulates, the microorganism needs to have a certain vital property. Existence. We have covered the matter extensively over the past three years. On cue, Racaniello then brings up the 1996 paper by Fredericks and Raumann, Sequence-Based Identification of Microbial Pathogens, a Reconsideration of Cox Postulates, another publication we have analysed previously. One of the key admissions found in this paper is, 
with only amplified sequence available, the biological role or even existence of these inferred microorganisms remains unclear, and the absence of a purified intact microorganism prevents experimental reproduction of disease. Cox's third postulate. An inconvenient problem that continues to be glossed over by those claiming that nucleic acid sequences equals virus. And that is not necessary to demonstrate provenance through physical isolation. However, this is all an off-topic distraction. The Ministry of Health have provided no evidence about the cause of TB through the link to Racaniello's blog and his subsequent citation of Frederick's and Rellman's paper. So we get to the Ministry's second reference, which is a URL for an article titled Cox Postulates, Carnivorous Cows and Tuberculosis Today published in the Hawaii Medical Journal in 2011. This is an almost comical historical review article and provides absolutely no evidence that mycobacteria cause TB. The author mindlessly repeats the claims that others have made, including an opening sentence that the postulates so successful at their inception. No, stop right there. We have exposed by analysing the source material they did not find success Ever. The article then goes off the deep end by claiming that we can discharge the original postulates as quote, the present additions and replacements of the original concepts are skillful changes that several authors have devised to introduce new order into understanding complex viral and prion diseases. Oh dear. As well as fantasy viruses, the author has introduced the unfounded prion hypothesis. We dealt to the prion misconception in Chapter 5 of Virus Mania, which is titled BSC, The Epidemic That Never Was. No protein has ever been shown to be infectious, and yet people around the world parrot such nonsense, perhaps because like Koch, it was linked to a Nobel Prize. Stanley Prusner's process involving plaque formation in animals' brains that had been directly injected with foreign proteins was originally known as amplification, but in a sleight of hand was later fallaciously renamed infection. The author then states, In 1988, this knowledge, with the totally rational response of the British population and its cattle industry, was critical in promptly blocking the threatened epidemic of human prion disease. Mmm, the senseless slaughter of millions of animals who never threatened human health described as a quote, totally rational response. Perhaps we can see why a government agency thought this was a good article. Again, this is all distraction material that is devoid of critical analysis and simply regurgitates establishment dogma. As in Vincent Racaniello's blog, this author also presents Frederick's and Raumann's Cox postulates revisited as a solution to germ theory's embarrassments. In this case, cutting and pasting around 800 words of their article. How many times do we have to point out to them that none of this provides evidence of mycobacterial species causing the condition known as tuberculosis? They have no studies that replicate natural circumstances and show that inhaling or ingesting the bacteria leads to disease. The whole fraud rests upon institutions such as the Ministry of Health repeating stories about Robert Koch and his Nobel Prize. Additionally, we have brainwashed doctors and journal authors who say that Koch provided the crucial evidence of disease causation when they haven't even read or understood the source material. 
The truth of the matter is that mycobacteria tuberculosis is everywhere. We inhale and ingest the bacteria all the time, but according to germ theory, by some miracle, most of us never get the condition known as tuberculosis. People with tuberculosis do not quote, catch the disease, as epidemiological studies fallaciously conclude. The areas where the disease is rampant are afflicted by common factors. If an individual is in poor condition, then the bacteria that are already present in the lungs in small numbers will start to proliferate. They have no capacity to launch an attack against healthy tissue and are the cleanup crew for compromised and dying tissue. That's why tuberculosis is seen in IV drug users, homeless people, third world countries, individuals with cancer, and those taking drugs known as immunosuppressants. These are all toxic situations, and the solution is not isolating them or filling them up with more pharmaceuticals in the form of antibiotics. The remedy is reversing the underlying toxicities and addressing their malnourishment. Blaming microbes for disease is one of the greatest frauds being pushed on humanity. It leads to stigmatization, pointless animal deaths, whether through experiments or mass slaughters, and transfers of wealth to the pharmaceutical industry as governments and NGOs peddle their antibiotics and phony vaccines. And perhaps worst of all, it leads to missing the real causes of illness. Here in New Zealand, tuberculosis in humans is rare, but we have the government alleging that possums are transmitting TB to cattle. Their solution is the mass drop of the environmental poison sodium fluoroacetate, aka 1080, into bush areas. These criminals claim that it selectively kills the possums when the deadly toxin is fatal to many animals. That debacle will likely be the topic of a future video. Once again, we come to the conclusion that virtually no one looks at the key scientific publications to assess the evidence they really provide. I was once a doctor in the system, and I can tell you that basically nobody questions this dogma. There is a complacency that a so-called authority has already carefully checked the scientific literature. Our colleague Michael S. demonstrated with the response he elicited that these institutions are clueless. We have the blind leading the blind. The good news is that once again, there is no need to subscribe to fear narratives about tuberculosis or any other alleged infectious disease. Instead, please consider subscribing to this channel. Join me on this journey as we blow apart the pseudoscience, discover the real causes of illness, and find the best ways to true health.